Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I've got a bone to pick with some of you. I'm only joking, but I've got a bone to pick with some of you. Why didn't you folks tell me about the situation at the American Dream Mall? And so every couple of years, I'll go to MetLife Stadium for a game. And so my son, Dominic, is here at the station tonight. We went to the uh, Jets, excuse me, the Giants-Cowboys game to celebrate his 30th uh, birthday. And I called myself being prepared. I called myself Matt and Kenneth. I called myself leaving the house at um, at 530. And, All right. And it took about an hour, 52 minutes, yeah. based on ways to get to MetLife Stadium. So when I arrived there thinking that uh, all I wanted to do was tailgate because it's something I've always wanted to do, you know? Just to do it. Just to do it. You okay. Know? So you smell the barbecue as you're sitting in a parking lot. Love meaning, that. I love that. Meaning that's how bad the traffic was. Right. <laughs> that's how bad. I mean, it, it was a complete parking lot. So then I went to buy a parking pass this morning, right? And you guys, I got a bone to pick with you too as well. You didn't tell me this. So they wanted $60 at a minimum. Some of the parking passes were 120 They wanted $60 for a parking pass that you purchase electronically online. And then they add the $20 surcharge onto that. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely so not. where did you park? So that's where the story gets interesting. So, of course, I'm trying, I guess I'm doing a Ralph Cramden. I'm trying, you know, I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, so I, I get there and after sitting in traffic for an hour, right, and now I'm afraid I'm going to miss kickoff. And my son is looking at me. And so we finally pull up and they go, oh, no, sir, it, we, we don't take cash here. If you don't have a permit, you have to go somewhere else, right, as I pull up to the gate. See, I haven't been there since it's been that life. Right. And so I so, wouldn't know either. And, and so um, there's something new there that's called the uh, America Dream Mall with the big water park and so on. So they tell me to park in the American Dream Mall, which we do. Right. I can't, So now you're literally, literally in a mall. And I can't find my way to MetLife Stadium <laughs> I, I, because you're inside a humongous mall. Oh, yeah. So we finally figure it out after about 25 minutes and with 10 minutes to go before kickoff after walking about a mile or it, it seemed like a mile, we finally made it to the stadium. And so it, you know, it was, so guys, I'll give you an advanced word, leave with plenty of time to go. The best thing to do would be to tailgate, get there as soon as they open. So you already have a spot and then just walk over. Now let me ask you this question, Ralph. Was, yes, I'm Ralph, definitely. Yeah, Ralph Crandon. <laughs> was it worth it to walk than to pay for that parking pass? That's a great question. Anytime I can save money, it's worth it. So it was worth it, but you just wish you would have got there earlier. Yes. So now you know why. Well, today was a little different because it's Monday night, but you know why when people tailgate at the 1 o'clock games, they're there at 7 o'clock in the morning. I get it. As soon as the parking lot opens. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And so, you know, on, on my social media, a lot of you have said, why do you have on a Cowboys jersey, a jersey at a um, at a Giants game? And I, I'm a very loyal type person. So a few years ago when I was in Dallas, I was in Dallas giving a speech, and the owner, Jerry Jones, 
uh, invited me and my son to the game. We didn't get to sit in the suites, but he gave they, they, they have a whole team at Cowboy Stadium. And they gave my son a jersey and a bag with a bunch of PlayStation uh, games. And and the, the, some of the cheerleaders came up into the stands and they wish him a happy birthday. And so it, it was very nice. And so that's why I had on a Cowboys jersey. So he wooed you, a and native and New Yorker. And succeeded. A native New Yorker that you are. And now you are a diehard Cowboy fan. Uh, I don't know if I would say die hard, but he well, you wore a cowboy jersey to, <laughs> to a giant game at MetLife Stadium. That's pretty close, Dominic, to die hard. And to be honest with you guys, the life that all of us live, I don't even know who won the game because we have to leave in the third quarter. For the Cowboys. To, the Cowboys. Okay. Wow. I was going to say, Dom, so are you actually a Cowboys fan or are you just repping the jersey for Jerry? Uh, the latter. Repping, <laughs> repping the jersey for, for Jerry. Jerry showed me much love in Dallas, and so a few years back, and so I had on the jersey. So if it was a Jet-Cowboy Super Bowl, if that ever will happen in our lifetime, probably not. But if it did, who would you be rooting for? Oh, boy. <laughs> The ratings for this number one show are about to go in the toilet. You pleading a fifth, Dominic? <laughs> Let's just put it this way, guys, uh, before I get into the topics this morning. Mr. Jones definitely wooed me. Let's let's put it that way. All right. Remember you said that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Love you guys. Thank you very much. And um, there is uh, also something else. Uh, that I want to address here. So a long-time listener, before I get into the topics, because we have some serious topics, a long-time listener um, who would call in a lot, I just heard him uh, in Rita's show, Stan. And folks would say to me, why do you take Stan's phone calls? And I knew, I knew that Stan believes what he says, but... Stan likes to get under your skin to the rest of you that listen to WABC. He never said that to me, but I know that he takes great pleasure in getting under your skin. And so here's the bottom line. He said on Rita's show, without naming me, that he would not, that he would never apologize. And I'm not into offending people. I'm really not. And so if that's your thing as a caller to this show, and again, we are number one in all of New York for this time period. If that's your thing where you like to offend people, then you need to find another show to listen to. And that's that's how I really feel. And so Stan said something that was very, very offensive. And I can take the heat, but the truth is I received emails nonstop about what Stan said the entire night, all night long up until the next day from different listener after different listener. And I went on the air last week and I said that the next time Stan calls this show, I hope he's ready to apologize. And so, again, he just called into Rita's show and said that he would never apologize. Well, Stan, that's on you. But until you do, don't bother calling this show. Period. End of story. No apology, no appearance. It's as simple as that. And so now let's get on to the topics of the morning. And let me give you uh, a different phone number that we have this morning. I'm, I'm, uh, I, it's important that I do that. The number to call this morning is 833-969-4447. So night after night, or in our case, morning after morning, 
I never thought in a million years that we would become a daily highlight or audio reel of the most horrendous things in life that can happen on a daily basis. And this happens night after night. I try to move on to politics or something interesting of the day, and yet a horrendous crime story will take place. And here we go again. And this one is bad. And I have to credit my colleague, Curtis Lewa. You can hear Curtis uh, Monday through Friday, uh, the noon hour, excellent show that he does. Also, you can catch him different uh, pockets of the weekend. Uh, But Curtis has been all over this story, and I give him credit. So you may have heard about the story, about the vagrant, if you will, seen attacking a woman in, 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 in the most horrendous ways you can think of. So it turns out that this guy, right, the, the guy in the subway station, the woman apparently turned down his romantic advances or she ignored him, and this guy ended up, he has a history here in which He killed, apparently, his own grandmother in the 1990s. So what I'm talking about, and you're about to hear the victim in a second, the homeless man who was captured on surveillance footage beating a woman inside a Queens subway station and beating, that's the understatement of the year, if you see the video. He was stomping her in the face, punching her repeatedly. This happened last week. And thanks to Curtis Lee for being on this one. And so as a teen, he was arrested decades ago for killing his own grandmother. The suspect, 41-year-old Waheed Foster, has a lengthy... Yeah, I, I don't even need to tell you that part. You already know he has a... a a lengthy criminal uh, history. It goes with the turf these days, including the bust for beating his grandmother to death in 1995 when he was just 14. So the obvious question becomes, what is he doing out of jail? What is he doing out of jail? His grandmother had 20 broken ribs, a stab wound in the leg, and a punctured liver, police said at the time. The attack was sparked over a fight over money. He was later convicted in her death, but right now it's unclear how long he served. He was living with his uh, grandmother at the time of her death and later confessed to the the, uh, killing. So last week, this monster allegedly launched at a woman after she ignored him on a train. Right? So the reason why I'm pausing is because these guys, what I'm trying to figure out is why would a woman give you two seconds of her time? What do you bring to the table? What, 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 why would she even talk to you? For what? For what reason? So this happened just after 5 a.m., September 20th, as the 33-year-old victim tried to exit the northbound A train at the Howard Beach stop without engaging with the man. He allegedly chased the woman off the train, attacking her, stomping her, kicking her in the face repeatedly. And the victim, Elizabeth Gomes, uh, spoke to... Channel 7 says she hasn't slept in a week as her head continues to pound with pain and that she can't see anything. I can't see anything on my right side, honestly. And it just hurts. Do you know how scared I am now? I was never a person to be scared. Never a person to be scared. You have to see the video. You have to see the video. She continued. 
every day is an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I, I don't understand. So, Ms. Gomez, and we're about to go to your telephone calls. Different number uh, this morning, 833-969-4447. Ms. Gomez, or Gomes, excuse me, Ms. Gomes says that he was talking about the devil. He was talking about a whole bunch of nonsense. He was arrested Besides allegedly killing his grandmother, attacking Ms. Gomes, he was arrested in 2010 for stabbing a 50-year-old woman in the cheek and shoulder. And this happened at a mental institution where he punched two other people, right? It led to a lawsuit. He was paroled until uh, 2024 for the 2010 assault. His other crimes include, and I haven't gotten to any other story this morning, because it's important that we focus on this. And so his prior arrests include assaulting a woman with a screwdriver, criminal mischief, robbery, and larceny. Uh, in twenty in, in two thousand and four, he attempted to escape from a escape from a transport vehicle when he was a state prison in, inmate. He has two other pending criminal matters on charges of criminal mischief and minor theft, minor theft. So it begs the question of what this guy was doing on the street, period. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin with uh, John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. John, are you with me? Okay, John is not there. I'm glad you and your son had a oh, great time. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Go ahead. And uh, thanks for uh, sharing my tweet about that. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So go right ahead, John. Uh, but, but on a more serious note, uh, thanks for informing. I didn't realize how serious uh, this uh uh, suspect is in terms of his prior criminal rec- history. I, I personally would hope that he is not being released, that he's held in prison without bail. This this is absolutely horrendous. Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. And I'm, I give this judge credit. Judge Denise Johnson ordered him held without bail during uh, his arraignment, uh, according to our records. So it, it appears that, that he is uh, in custody. If you see the video, and, and John, I believe you said you, you have seen it? I did. Okay. I mean, I, I, I can't get over it. I mean, I, 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 it, it's one of the most upsetting things I've seen. And yes. I've seen some other horrific videos around the country, courtesy of some of your other colleagues yes. on the station. Yes. So. Well, you know, John, I, I really appreciate your call. But... um. The, the video, it's just, I mean, she was simply prey. I used the reference of, of an alligator yesterday. It was almost. Now that's an apt description. Right. It was almost like an alligator attacking a, 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 a parakeet. That, that's how bad it was. With him repeatedly stomping her in her face. And she was defenseless. And Why? Why Why did he do this? Because she wasn't interested in talking to you? Five o'clock in the morning, she doesn't know who you are. And yet, John, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. And you have a uh, beautiful morning. She doesn't know who you are. She's scared to death. And no, nobody in their right mind would stand in and talk to somebody five o'clock in the morning with some crazy pickup line. Let's go to uh, Eddie in Babylon. Good morning, Eddie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Eddie, are you with me? Dominic, can you hear me? Yes, go right ahead. Thank you, Dominic. I uh, I am the mirror image of uh, Stan. I really am. I'm a, 
and I thank you for blocking him. Uh, Rita Cosby lets him lets him call in, and he's he's irascible. He I think he's a guy on a um, pension that has a pocket of cash next to him, and he watches cable TV every day. And he really doesn't know. I respect Donald Trump for saying you have it on your commercial. What Donald Trump says about you? Yes, he says how intelligent you are, how you're good, and everything else. And um, I know my friend Joe Piscopo, who I should be in Italy right now on vacation, but I couldn't go. Um, He says, we don't know what, Dominic, we don't know what we're going to wake up to tomorrow morning. And I told Rita tonight, it's like bizarre world. It's like the aliens took over our country, brother. So when you okay okay you're talking about the the incidents that that are occurring and and you know what Eddie unfortunately you're correct unfortunately you are correct because the worst of the worst is coming out of us when it comes to humanity these days and you you say that unfortunately you're correct and I had to think about that but you know what are you are you still there Eddie. Okay, so I, I I don't know what happened, Eddie. Uh, I don't know if your phone broke hey, up. You don't want this, you okay, don't wait, want wait, this. wait, Eddie, Eddie, we you 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 went in and out. So make your point. One, we're having a little problem with our phone lines, folks. I apologize oh, for that. Make your point again, Eddie, please. You don't want this to be happening. We don't. We right? don't in our country. And you know what? You're on the phone trying to educate people, trying to heal this. And I respect you, my brother. One day I hope to meet you, and Dominic, just keep it onward and forward, okay? Well, thank you. That's very kind and very nice of you to say, Eddie. Thank you, and uh, and you have a uh, great morning. And um, for the record, I have I have nothing else to say about Stan. I mean, it, it is what it is. All a man had to do was apologize and then not make the same mistake and then move forward. But, you know, he says he'll never apologize, so good luck with that. Uh, you can call Rita's show, but you will not be on this show. That's Rita's uh, choice. You know, and so what we're discussing, so you have the incident, and again, thanks to Curtis Lewa for uh, for breaking this story. But, and, and you can't make this up. A bail reform poster boy, Pedro Hernandez, Right? He was the poster boy to bring about the changes that we have now, right? So he was one of the examples used to say that our system is not good. Our system is not fair to minorities. Our system, you know, if you don't have money, you end up at Rikers. They used his case to get what we have now. And guess what? He's been arrested for that shooting outside St. Patrick's Cathedral over the uh, battle over the three-card Monty game. So this one-time poster boy for bail reform was arrested Monday for a shooting near the famed St. Patrick's Cathedral. Why? Over losing a game of three-card Monty. He's 23 years old, charged with attempted murder, And uh, one of the men won his gold chain in the game, and Mr. Hernandez apparently wasn't happy. Uh, The winner refused to return the chain, uh, at which Mr. Hernandez walked over to a black BMW, grabbed the gun from inside, and let off a single shot. They start driving around chasing each other. An absolute mess. An absolute mess. So Hernandez was a cause celeb, if you will for bail reform after spending a year behind bars because he couldn't make bail for a 2015 shooting charge. Bail was initially set at $250,000 and was reduced to $100,000. He was freed when the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Charity paid his bond. Paid his bond. He's been arrested five times since he was released from Rikers in 2017. Did did anybody ever think about the fact 
that maybe he should have stayed at Rikers? Okay, well, maybe he shouldn't have stayed at Rikers because it's supposed to be while you're awaiting trial, short-term sentence. Did it ever occur to anyone that maybe, rather than being released, he should have been shipped upstate to do state time? Rather than using this guy as an example to say change our system, and clearly you selected the guy for all the wrong reasons because you thought he was the perfect guy to make your point and it makes the it, it boomeranged on you. It makes the point in the exact opposite direction. Because with him as your poster boy, it's proof that this system is not working at all. Robert in Philadelphia, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Robert, are you with me? Yes. Hello? Oh, yes. Hello? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Hello? Yes, Robert. Go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was a problem with the phone. Oh. It's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I oh. think that there's the obvious that, you know, the soft on crime and the handcuffing the police is causing this, but I think a lot of this goes back to what they get in school and what they're getting on the media because it tells them it's okay. And I think as long as you have that bubble going on, it is getting smaller, and it's going to get real small after this election, but as long as you have that bubble going on, it's going to be very difficult to attack it at the street level. And that all I'm saying is – I'm not trying to paint a bleak picture, but it's it's a multi-pronged pronged problem, and it's going to take a long time to fix unless you get somebody in there that cares about the problem. And that's all I'm going to say on that. And I look forward to the day that Stan comes back, although you know how much I disagreed with him, but I don't try to let things bother me like that. But I respect your show, and I love listening to you, and you have a good night, my well, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say, Robert, again. I will restate my position, and then I'm done talking about that. I am not in the business of offending people. That is not my personality. If that's what your goal is, thinking that it will help with ratings or or to get under people's skin, and you need to call another program and be on another program, but not this one. I'm I'm I don't I don't want to offend people. We can be critical of each other. We can we can disagree. You know, sometimes we can call somebody stupid or whatever the case may be, even though I don't even like going that far. But when you start branding an entire group of people, that's it for me. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? I wanted to say with the crime problem in New York City, uh, we just saw the uh, heinous attack that took place in Jamaica, Queens, on the, a woman who possibly will lose her eye. I think it's irresponsible that Mayor Adams uh, went to uh, Puerto Rico and then from there to the Dominican Republic because of the hurricane situation. I know he likes to refer to, uh, he said it a few times the last few days, uh, to uh, reporters that Puerto Rico is the sixth borough, but we're having a lot of problems in the five boroughs here. And I think as the mayor of the largest city in the country, uh, he should be here uh, overseeing these problems, like I said, with the crime and the migration problem that's, uh, you know, the city is dealing with right now. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, Al, because the, uh, the borough president of the Bronx, uh, borough president Gibson, uh, she's going along with it, but she's stating that uh, for the migrants that Orchard Beach is not the best location uh, to put this yes. tent city, if you will, because of flooding and and other issues and security. She's not trying to stop it. But but you know what? I, I agree with you, Al. Your, your point is correct. Yes. The mayor needs to be here. The may if nothing go ride the trains, Mr. Mayor. Go ride the trains. Some of you have said this. Go to some of the roll calls uh, uh, of the police. Do go. I, yes. I would even say ride around on some ride around with officers. Do something, something. Yes, that's right. I agree. I, I, except 
an attempt to expand your political career. Because I really believe, and the last caller just said that it's going to take a, a, a lot to fix the crime problem. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, maybe in this climate, all it takes is the right mayor that says, and again, I, I refer back to Giuliani, right? And by the way, I think it's yes. disgusting, the guy that, that uh, attacked Mayor Giuliani at the supermarket. You don't have your right to put your hands on anybody. Mayor Giuliani is in his seventies and he didn't see you walking up to him. And so you're to berate him. You're going to touch him, his, 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 the privacy of his body. And now you want to sue the city for $2 million. I mean, it's an example. It's an example of all that's wrong. You have a former mayor, right? Okay. So let's fast forward. Let's say it's the current mayor. The current mayor, if you walk up and touch Mayor Adams like that, I promise you the police that are there that you don't know are police officers, you're going to have a problem. If he doesn't give give the nod to the officers that it's okay, you're going to have a big problem because you're going to see police that you had no idea were police. And as I've said right. before, they they often dress down or the same way, and maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, that the mayor's dressed. So if the mayor's playing tennis, sometimes they'll, some of the officers, male and female, will have tennis racket. They'll look just like tennis players until something goes down and then you have a big problem. Al, I appreciate the call, but I am so late for a break. So I've got to take a break. Coming up at uh, 1245, our Dominic Carter Care segment, Frank Morano standing by at 1 a.m. for another great show. It is time for a break. When we come back, we're going up to Boston. Uh, we're going to go to Connecticut, Staten Island, and we will have more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I'm looking at uh, some of the emails and Katie R. I'll leave it at that. She just sent me an email and you can reach me at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. I'm going right back to the telephone calls. But Katie says, I started the show by saying I have a bone to pick with some of you. Katie says, I have a bone to pick with you, capitalized. I can't believe you're a Cowboys fan. Kidding, sort of, a salty Giants fan, Katie. So, Katie, I, I, I you know, I, I blame Matt for this because Matt pushed me in the corner in terms of what team I, I support. But but I'm joined by my son, Dominic, who is celebrating his, uh, his 30th uh, birthday. Did you have fun at the Cowboys game? Yes, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you, you had fun? Yes. So I want you to answer the million-dollar question. Would you say, I, I, I support the Cowboys because of you. <laughs> are, are we Cowboy fans? Yes. <laughs> he just let it out. He just let it out. That well, we son, are Cowboy fans we are, in the Carter household. But wait, son, but we but we had fun in Dallas, right, when the Cowboys yes. had us at, at their yes. stadium, yes. right? And remember the cheerleaders came over you and wished you a happy birthday? Remember yes. that? And gave you the nice gift bag with the games and everything. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Well, now you'll be a cowboy fan for life. The cheerleaders. You got the cheerleaders over there. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Well, I'd be son. a fan, too. <laughs> I'll give up my jet fandom for the Cowboys. I got the cheerleaders. Now, now Katie's going to email me again, as well as a bunch of other people saying, how dare you? You're a WABC and you're, you're a Cowboys fan. But, son, thank you and happy birthday, your 30th birthday, and I'm, I'm glad you had fun. Thanks, Dad. Okay, so I'll I'll be done in just a little bit, and then and then we'll do the drive. We'll do the drive to uh, Rockland, and so thank you, son. I'll be I'll be there in just a second, uh, folks. We're going right back to the telephone calls, back to the serious topics at hand this morning. Let's go to Jennifer, our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Morning, Dominic, and a uh, blessed happy birthday to your son. Oh, well, thank, thank you, thank you. Um, and I know he's very lucky to have your love, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same. It's something very nice on me. And so many healthy, happy years ahead. So 
Um, I just wanted to say on the whole thing with this poor woman and what happened to her, I mean, as I've said before, Dominic, we have lost our collective mind. The fact that we as a society are allowing these um, instances to continue, you know what I mean, by the fact that the no bail and all all this stuff, I mean, this is craziness. And with the fact that these, uh, what do you call them, the district attorneys and so forth, we had one up here, Dominic, this poor woman was beaten so badly one was taking a picture of a sunrise out walking her dog, and a guy thought that he was taking a picture of her. He beat her so bad, she lost part of her vision and part of her hearing, traumatic brain injury. He didn't spend a day in jail. That's all I'll say. He was a, he was a, I'm not even going to get into it, but there were special circumstances for him. He was sort of a, it's just, it's just awful. And she, she was, a, the woman's a lawyer. She's never been able to go back to work. Um, and it, there's no justice sometimes in this poor woman, the trauma that she suffered, that kind of emotional trauma, she will carry with her. She, you know, she's probably very likely going to have PTSD and just the long lasting effects of not just an eye injury, but a brain injury. It's just horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to collectively, as I say, every time I use our voice, people have to speak up. They have to vote and they have to demand better for each and every one of our state because you know, it could happen to any one of us, God forbid, at any time. It sure can. To, yeah, you know, we have to we have to use our voice. And do you have time that I can say one other thing briefly or not? Yeah, just just, you know, just briefly. Go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to say, um, well, I'll do it another time. I'll do it another time. Because I don't want to take too much of your time. But I, I thank you for hearing me as always. Well, and, uh, we, we, we always will just, hear you, and you're always professional, and you're always uh, showing compassion for your fellow citizens. And we appreciate you being part of this show, Jennifer. I thank you for the call, and we'll talk to you soon uh, as it relates to your other point. Thank you. Let's go to Connecticut. Let's say good morning to Diana. Good morning, Diana. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's a pleasure to Good morning. speak with you. I've been a radio listener since Bob Grant. Um, we do have an action committee in our town. We do petitions and embarrass politicians. And I've been quite active for years. But I say double the penalties, fire your mayor, fire the DA, and start from there. And uh, double the, the punishment. And maybe put the death penalty back, because this has gone on since, I mean, I used to go into the Bronx to pick up my clothes from my dressmaker, who was my aunt, by the way. But my husband used to carry his gun then, because she lived above Cortona Park. But this has gone on for years and years, and it's worse. It's terrible. Yes. Yes, it is. And, and Diana, I can't get out of my head uh, the situation from yesterday. That Again, it, it's like we're becoming a daily highlight reel of the most horrendous attacks that one could imagine. I can't get out of my mind uh, the situation on the red line in Chicago, the way they literally, with his own bottle of wine or alcohol, the elderly man on the train, they took his money out of his pockets, they demanded ID, acting, I guess, like they were police officers, trying to confuse him. And then after they took right. his money, uh, the the shorter of the two suspects, um, I'm using the word suspects because um, I don't want to say something that may get me in trouble. Um, but right. just but but just imagine what, what, what I really want to say about these two suspects. They have no fear. They have no fear. fear no fear. No fear. No fear. No fear as they cracked him in the head with the bottle. And the bottle yep. didn't break, but the man just sat there dazed. And then seconds later, blood started pouring down his face and onto the uh, mm-hmm. subway car. And for, for what reason? To take maybe $20, $30 he had in his pocket. This woman at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, at the train station, right? And so attacked mm-hmm. by this uh, homeless man. And someone did try to come to her aid, and he ran behind them. So the the mm-hmm. person delayed him for a second, and then he went back to, to beating her for round two. And, right. and you know, it, it just makes me wonder. I've never been a vigilante-type person, but, but, but 
Um, I know. You know, some, someone with a legal firearm, you know, you, you, it, that type of situation is going to put someone into a bad spot. Because if you if you happen to see something, there's no something like that. There's no way that you can just stand there. But Diana, I do appreciate your call. Thank you very much, and I want you to have a great morning. and And maybe 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 things will turn around. You know, I'm I'm a half full type guy, uh, but it seems like lately things are just half empty. Thank you for the call. We have a different number this morning. If you want to reach us, it is eight three three nine six nine. Four 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 seven. It is time for a break. Coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We will continue with your calls when we come back. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And, folks, the streets of American cities are not even safe for one of the great big men in NBA history. Hall of Fame center Bill Walton, six foot eleven, proud uh, pot-smoking uh, person, who has openly supported Black Lives Matter and a host of other progressive causes, has suddenly turned tough on crime. Why? For the same reason so many Americans have, because he was a victim of it. In a letter to the mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, Walton wrote, Quote, once again, while peacefully riding my bike early this Sunday morning in Balboa Park, I was threatened, chased, and assaulted by a homeless population, by the homeless population in our park. Once again, you have done and continuing to do nothing. It's just interesting how when when it's an up-close and personal experience with violent crime, that that can change one's perspective with the snap of a finger. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your calls until the uh, top of the hour. 833, different number this morning. 833-969-4447. I'm going to take Alyssa's call in Manhattan, and then we'll have the story about Chris Cuomo. Quite, quite interesting. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, first, I would like to say happy birthday to Dominic Jr. Thank you. Thank you. He's in the other studio waiting for his dad for us to go home. But thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. And uh, also, I wanted to thank you, Dominic, for doing something to push back against the hate. They have said that the step of one man can create a movement of thousands. And if there's any man to make that step, that man should be you. And I am very grateful for you, to you for that. Well, thank you. I, I, I think you know, Alyssa, that I believe, I strongly believe in a diversity of opinion. And when it yes, comes I to do. a diversity of opinion, I will always deal with that. But, but, but when you are determined to insult uh, brush an entire group of people for no reason at all with something that was very, very painful in history. That's, that's when I cut my losses. And then, right. and then I still give you a shot and say, apologize. And we move on. And with bravado, mm-hmm. I will never apologize. Well, then you will and never that, be that's on this show. Surprising. Right. Well, well be on someone else's show. Stay, stay a guest on Rita's show, but you won't be on this show until you apologize. So the ball is in your court. Apologize. We can move on. Don't apologize and just call Rita. Don't call me. But go ahead, Alyssa. Okay. I wanted to make a suggestion. Um, one of your callers last week had called and spoken about having a day, um, November 2nd, I believe it, it was, where um, people who were Trump supporters would put on the red hats and get together and, um, you know, just peacefully be supportive. Um that I see because of all the negativity towards Trump as just being more divisive, but it gave me another idea. 
And I would like to suggest that on November 2nd that everyone put on the colors of old glory. Wear red, white, and blue, and do not discuss your politics just for that day. And when, you know, whether you put on a T-shirt, a hat, whatever, and when you're out and you see someone also wearing the colors, go up to them and say, thank you for loving America as much as I do. Well, that's and that's not a that's it, not a bad idea. So it doesn't even have to go, you know, farther than that, um, because but just don't discuss the politics. Just keep it about you love America as much as I do. Thank you. That is something we share, or something and that we maybe should. That share. will help bring us together. Something something is better than nothing. I mean, something's got to be better uh, than what we're dealing with now and you know the the uh, my common theme this morning Alyssa, and and i i appreciate you calling but my common theme has been that we're becoming a daily highlight reel of the worst possible crimes you can imagine caught on video and so uh, i believe it was an outside philadelphia uh, a wawa store i believe that's the name of it where you see these people and they're just, and it happens quite a bit. And they are just uh, going through the store, taking anything and everything that they can take. And it's just, and and what I think about, what I think about, right. Is um, I'm going to be completely honest. The the business aspect that, that somebody's working hard to put products in that store. Uh, and 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 a bottom line uh, profit and loss statement for that business, and that you think you have a right to just walk in and take whatever you want, but but that's what our politics have become. And Alyssa, you know, I I have a firm rule, and I I thank you for the call, Alyssa, and I want you to have a great morning. When I'm not working, when I'm not in a media capacity, I don't discuss politics. I really don't, because what I find is that people just want to want to hear what they want to hear. They want you to reinforce their beliefs. They don't want to hear the truth. They want you to re- reinforce their beliefs. And so it really is counterproductive. Um, and, and my family knows at family gatherings, I, I'd rather talk about the pain on the wall then discuss politics. It's divisive. And so when Alyssa said, don't discuss, don't discuss your personal politics, but love of country, but love of country, that is something that I, I can support and get behind. We have a different telephone number this morning where we are still taking your calls up until the top of the hour, 833-969-4444. Seven. Dominic Carter here with you. So Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo. Uh, what what's the best way to say this? Perhaps um, revisionist history. Um, all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> Chris Cuomo says his CNN interviews of his brother, the then governor Andrew Cuomo were inherently a conflict of interest. So the question becomes, Mr. Chris Cuomo, then why didn't you say that at the time? Why didn't you reject to do the interviews? Your colleague said that it was a big no-no, but yet you still did them. So now Chris Cuomo is admitting that his CNN interviews last year with his embattled brother, ex-governor Andrew Cuomo, were a conflict of of interest, quote, quote, all day long, but still defended the segments. In other words, he wanted it both ways, claiming viewers knew that it was his brother. So the TV anchor who was fired from CNN over his role advising his older brother throughout a slew of sexual misconduct scandals signaled that he did this series of fluff piece interviews with his brother because he was told to do so.
by his former boss, Jeff Zucker. So I guess that's supposed to play into his lawsuit where he's suing CNN. And before we go back to the telephone calls, I'm now joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Hello, Dominic. Good morning to you, sir. I took off the Cowboys jersey, I see. <laughs> Can't be on a New York radio station with a Cowboys jersey, I guess. See, I don't so, want to say that. <laughs> so I'm being banished to uh, Dallas? Uh, no, well, hey, well, I mean, they did end the Giants' winning streak uh, tonight. But uh, yes. I hope you had a good time at the game, and it was great to see your son again. Happy 30th birthday to him. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, That's very uh, kind. And it was nice to see Carmine the other day. Yes, well, thank you. He enjoyed meeting you, too. He says you guys have the same hairstyle. <laughs> you have coming up this morning all right we got a lot to get to speaking of sports uh there there was a very very sadly a death of a new jersey teenage football player and the pro bowl which is sort of football's equivalent of the all-star game they're moving away from tackling so we're going to discuss the future of tackling as it relates to not only youth football but uh but advanced football as well professional football and is tackling one day going to be a thing of the past are we going to look at people tackling each other the way we look at those guys that wear those leather helmets 100 years ago i don't know so we're going to explore that and uh, obviously it was a big day for those of us that like to watch what's going on in space so i'm going to talk with uh, dr sky steve cates about what what nasa did yesterday in terms of diverting this asteroid and whether it was successful or not so we're going to get into that and a bunch of other things as well, including a proposal for, in just a minute, I'm going to talk about uh, the proposal for a casino on Staten Island. I'll give you my two cents on that one. So another great show coming I out. hope so. Yes. Never know till it's over. This is true. Together, let's go to Pete uh, on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're talking to Frank and Dominic, but time is short. Go right ahead. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, Frank. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, I was in a dollar store today. And the line was unbelievable, and there was only one cashier. So what I did was I knew I had like $15, $16 worth of uh, stuff, so I put $25 on the counter, like the old days when you buy a coffee and you're running out of the place, you put the money on the counter. And everybody started screaming at me. So I said, and the girl that's at the counter, she's happy because she's getting like an $8 tip, you know. But is that right to do? That's what I wanted to ask you guys. And also, did... I fell asleep during the Giant game and the uh, and the Cowboys, and I'm glad God put me to sleep for that game because <laughs> I really didn't want to see the Giants. Hey, hey, Pete, Pete, I have to step in and answer your question tomorrow. I'm completely out of time. Keep it right there. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight is coming up right now.